If you enjoy the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at CineAppleSOUAT. That's C-I-N-N-A-P-P-L-E-S-O-U-A-T. Or you can email us at cinnamonandpoisonedapples at gmail.com. Hello, and welcome to Cinnamon and Poison Apples, an unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast. I still feel like we have the like little chimes, do you know? Remember when we first started? Oh, yeah. Our yeah, little chimes, yeah. our little tinkerbell sound. Yeah, that was, that was good at the time, but we upgraded. Move to a better... <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We're moving up in the world. Yeah, you know, before we were gonna record this podcast at like twelve at night, I had this plan that I would begin the podcast by walking away from my microphone and screaming, just be like, "Hey, one second, it's gonna go, it's gonna go a second, and then I'd like scream, <laughs> so it wouldn't be too loud. I can't do that now. But in turn, wow, did you hate this episode that much? No. Oh, 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 is it the, the, yeah. the bell thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel, I feel also like screaming about that. <laughs> In fact, I think I have. <laughs> so. so, hi, guys. Hey. So, we love you guys a lot because it's like midnight. Uh, and we both were like, you know what? We got a podcast. It's Friday already. Neither of us have had time to. We got a podcast. Yeah. I, listen, well, listen, it. guys. I've, I have... I work seven days this week. So, yeah. um, a couple of them have been doubles. I haven't been getting home till really late at night, and Jesse's been asleep when I've got like when I've been getting home. Yeah. So it's been rough trying to find time to record this this week, but we're doing it now. It's quarter after twelve. Jesse drank coffee, so she would still be up when I got home from work. Yeah. Uh, and that is how we're gonna roll tonight. So <laughs> sorry, this is gonna be so late. Oh yes. What are you? Sparked. <laughs> Sparked. Like, excited and ready to go. Oh, all right. I am within, um, within, like, oh, gosh, none of the words are coming. I was going to say eye distance, but that doesn't work. I can see the pool in front of me, and then beyond that, I can see the lake. So yeah, everything the light touches. I feel very relaxed and ready to go. Um, everything... <laughs> One day, all this will be yours. Um, Don't fall asleep, because this was an exciting episode that we got to talk no, about. No, no. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. I'm recording on my balcony, so the, there are no interruptions. Right, yeah. So if you hear crickets, it's not I hear many. crickets right now. Oh, Jesse. Oh, so when I said there would be no interruptions, I didn't anticipate that someone would shoot off a firecracker at quarter after midnight. <laughs> Just clap. <laughs> That's so rude. Okay, let's, let's what did you get think this of thing really started. Um, I actually enjoyed it um, more than the previous one. This, yeah, this has been my favorite episode so far since we've come back. Because uh, I, I got a lot of feelings about this episode. A lot of feelings. Uh, uh, you know, okay. I feel like it. I went through a, a, a entire relationship with this episode. Started off, I was a little nervous, and then I got, like, really excited, and I was really happy, and I was, like, confident, and I was like, yeah, this is really good. And, and, then, and then there was just heartache and disappointment at the, the end. The end happened. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it ended. I think we're all disappointed by this. Um, if there are so. any of you who are still <laughs> Rumbell shippers and are excited about this, I commend you for being so loyal and faithful to the sh- to your ship. Like honestly, like God bless. Um, because I am not that loyal. <laughs> um, I'm tired. So and also, I'm happy for you, but I'm not happy um, about this situation at all. But let's let's you know let's get around to that. Later, let's let's start at the beginning. So plot let's take wise, it from the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plot wise, plot wise, we have a hook, and he he's you know we we and we begin at the end of last episode where he has to put uh-huh. the names on the graves, which we knew was not going to be that big of a deal. Continues yes, not being that big of a deal, and Hook was just like, I'm, he not, says, I'm not going to nah. do it. I'm not going to do it. Nah, son, nah. Oh, man. Okay, let's actually go wait to the beginning of this episode. Because oh. that flippin' title card, where it looked like the guy was hanging. Yeah. It was like, that's that was dark. real creepy. What was that? That did was we, Hook, Did I we ever figure out what that was? I think that was Hook hanging was... over the pool. Okay. So it wasn't as creepy. I guess creepy. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have inferred. <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah. We were like, is this about to get real? It was like the... um. You know, that scene in The Wizard of Oz when everyone thought that uh, one of the munchkins was hanging themselves and it was really just heard. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, another one of those. <laughs> or like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the chicken. Oh, I don't know this one. Uh, when they go through the tunnel, there's like actual footage of a chicken's head being cut off. Oh. Fun. Ew. Yeah, this is true. Gross. That's... That's fine. I feel like, I feel like whoever designed that graphic could have been like, hmm, does this look like it's a character hanging over, like, purgatory? Or does it look like someone hanging? Hmm, Right. Maybe Maybe, we should pick something else. (laughs) Right. Maybe, like, like Bambi's iconic dead mother could have been. Yeah. Because I remember, um, I was (laughs) See what I just said there? No, you didn't. You totally missed it. It's fine. I just... You know, don't even worry about it. I need your approval. <laughs> anyway, I, what? I remember going on Twitter and I was like, "Oh, I, I didn't realize the episode was airing." And I saw all these people saying, "Wow, that got really dark." Wow, once upon a time, you're so dark. And I'm like, "Oh, what's happening in this episode?" But it's just that. So everyone else was like, "Ooh, okay, whoa." <laughs> I guess we are in the underworld. Uh, but no, it was just a hook hanging over whatever blue liquid. Yeah, yep. I think. You know, um, the people I was watching the episode with, uh, by people I mean my parents, I don't know why I decided to say people to make myself seem cooler, probably, but it was my parents. But, they were like, um, what, is this Didn't CG? you watch it with me? I watched it with you and then I watched it with my parents. Oh, okay. But when I, I watched it with them, they were like, is the CGI worse this season? And I was like, no. Nobody. It's always been this way. <laughs> it's always been this way. But I do feel like they're using it a lot more, and I feel like this show might be falling into Once Upon a Time in Wonderland syndrome, where mm-hmm. there's an overusage of CGI. So oh. everything like looks a little bit mm, without the practical sets, because I don't mind a little bit of CGI, but like sometimes you need to utilize those practical sets, because... Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, it looks a little too unbelievable. Yeah, it kind of takes me out of the show sometimes, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, Hook um, gets himself in some deeper trouble. Yep. Um, and Rumple gets himself in some deeper trouble. So, oh, Rumple is playing Jareth in this episode where he has his little <laughs> tiny crystal sphere. Right. And he is using it to see Belle. But, well, here's, here's. Did, did they say at this point, because I missed, I missed it, and I remember asking you guys, like, what was he supposed to be doing, and they're like, oh, he just wants to see Belle. But did he ask it, did he actually ask it to show him his son, or did we only find that out later with Hades? No, he, so he, he got the ball, which I want to mention, too, he had the eyeball, which I think might be, like, a reference like to... The, uh, like the, the fates, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, show me what I seek, or something. Oh, Okay. Uh, so he, he didn't say, sh- you know, show me the boy. Okay. Uh, okay. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't something that we could have guessed beforehand. No, no. And he, so he sees, um, he sees Belle with Grumpy, right? Right. And immediately, I guess, we're to assume that he assumes. And I think that either, either you or KJ actually said that while we were watching it. You're like, ooh, she's on a date with Grumpy. I'm like, right. that's a strange assumption to make. Because Belle's friends with everyone, and of course yeah. she's going to be hanging out with people in, like, Rumpel's, and everyone else's absence. She's got to do something with her. So, like, she's got to hang out with people. She doesn't want to be all by herself. But she's so, not like, all by herself, Nikki. She's looking after the three children. She's, yeah, where she's are got, they? Right. Where That's are they true. when she's galloping around? Does now? she got a babysitter for them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Granny's watching them in the back. With a like, behind the bar. She's got them, pl- she's letting them play with, <laughs> like, the drinks. Like, letting them play bartender. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're, you know, our assumption is wrong anyway. She's not on a date, but we'll get to okay. that later. Oh, he, <sighs> he like, throws the thing, and then he's like, oh, no, it yeah. broke. And he's, like, shaking. Yeah. It's like, what did you think what, was going to happen? What a, sh- what a shame, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that if I broke, if that if I threw this glass onto the floor, that the force would shatter it. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't know where this part comes in because I don't remember, but I have in my I have in my notes something that I really want to comment on, which harkens back to something that Jesse has commented on in the past, which is Hades was being really creepy, like really terrible and awful and scary, and I think this is when he was talking to Hook. Yeah, probably. Um. He was being genuinely, like, villainous, and I was really, you know, impressed by his villainy. Like, I wasn't, I don't, I didn't feel like he was being ridiculous or anything. He was actually a scary, good villain. And then the hair thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just comes <laughs> out of nowhere, and it, it t- takes you out of, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It, it, it sort of feels like, oh, well, now I'm not as afraid anymore. No, I'm not. Right. It's, it's, it makes it a little feel a little ridiculous. We do get to see some plate I've wanted to see for a really long time, though. Yeah. <laughs> and and we and we got to see Rumple introduce Mila to Emma, and exactly the way that he Best that we Rumpel always wanted him to phrase it. Yeah. yeah. This this is the only See, that, reason that, that I'm glad that Rumple is still around, just so I could have this scene. I I felt like that was very old Rumple Stilskiny. 
Like, just being a jerk for yeah. no reason. No malicious intent. He was just being yes. a jerk. And, like, sassy it was fun. and stuff. Like, that's like, yeah, that's the yeah. I love. Yeah, because it was fun. Yeah. And just for some grand scheme to become the evilest. Remember when Rumpel was evil for fun sometimes? And he would just do yeah. things because he was being, like, a little jerk. Mm-hmm. So that was sure nice. Also, Mila acts like such the... Um, you know, stereotypical ex-wife. Like, he's the dark one, and she's like, oh, you're still an idiot. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. ex-wife. <laughs> yes. Um, and I really liked Emma's reaction to the whole situation. So when Mila says, so you've been with my former lover and my son, is that right? And Emma's response is literally just, huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has like, she no words for, for how to respond like, oh. to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I just I yeah. so enjoyed I, I so enjoyed seeing that because it's I don't really have an excuse for those. Yeah, because really think like I don't even know if they realized when they did this convoluted love triangle that, that it was so convoluted and ridiculous and how they were going to explain it if they ever had to at any point, but I'm so happy that <laughs> that we finally got to see them actually address the situation. <laughs> oh man, I just love it. I was very happy. Good job, once good for making for making um something for giving us something so fun in the also middle of such that, a serious, right, serious episode. And you know, this is mm-hmm. something one of those things that like reminds me of the older seasons just because it's something that yeah. I've wanted to see for a really long time and it connected it to the original seasons. Yeah. Um, it made me really happy because I, I was, I was like invested in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I totally want to see Emma meet Mila. That will be amazing. There's so much mm-hmm. story behind them. So, speaking yeah. of story, we found out how Mila met Hook this episode. Yeah. Which I kind of feel like we have seen before, but I guess not. I guess everything, like everyone meeting Hook, just blurs together because I feel like it's all the same. Like everyone meeting Hook in the in like the fairy tale and in the Enchanted Forest or wherever they're at. Because I always feel like it's in a. a I feel like everyone just meets in in a tavern. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I feel. Do do you? I mean, every memory I have of people meeting is always in a tavern. It's like Hook and Ariel, I think, met like there. Met Ariel. And like, yeah, yeah. and then like Cora met people, a bunch of people in a tavern. And I think Belle right. maybe met somebody in a tavern, like met Hook in a tavern. Like I think everyone, like, it's just, it's just a thing. Does he only, I mean, I'm, I guess he maybe only hangs out in taverns when he's not on a ship, so maybe that's why. Maybe he's a pirate. Let's, let's talk about that bad person thing. Um, cause I think she's a kind of a bad person. <laughs> well, would it, would it be the part where she was like, "Hey, uh, Rumpel, kill this guy"? Because mm-hmm. I got a lot of problems could, with that. Could be partly that. <laughs> I don't understand what this show's trying to say. If you don't murder people, yeah. you're gonna have to give okay. away your second-born baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I have a problem with that, and maybe you have the same problem. It sounds like maybe you do, but to me, first of all. Mila is the one who said, Rumble, you need to go kill this guy <laughs> so that we can save our son, which really, there are other ways. He doesn't have to kill this guy. And if you think that that's the only way, Jesse brought this up while we were watching it, why don't you do it? 
Why make your husband Why? do it? Who clearly Mila is, do, doesn't want to murder right, that person. Right. Mila is First obviously of all. the one taking charge. Mila is obviously, like, the pushy one. She becomes a pirate, mm-hmm. and the show holds her back. It's like, well, no, because she's the mom. She, You know, she has to become a pirate before she does anything cool. But she still has, like, that attitude of being a pirate, but she can't do any mm-hmm. of this stuff. It's like, if Mila cares so much, she should just go do that. Why can't she do that? Snow, it's not like... Snow White was running around doing whatever as banded right. Snow. There's no reason why she can't just go kill the guy if she wants to. If that's right. what she, there's like literally no good reason for this. There's right. nothing, nothing. And yeah, and the thing is that like you sort of get the sense the show is saying like, well, Rumpel's. It, they've always shown Rumpel as a coward, especially right. when he's been with Mila. Right. So the fact that she's telling him go kill this guy, and he's like, no. That's sort of, you sort of get the sense that, oh, they're, they're trying to say, oh, he's being cowardly. Uh, no. I think he's got a conscience is one way yeah. to think of that. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a murderer is another way to think of that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's in the right currently. He doesn't want to kill this guy. Right. Which, good job. You, you know, one point for you. Um, and, and then, so, so then, he goes, you know, he tries to, he, he's going to kill the guy. He can't do it. Good job. You have morals. Okay. Right. Um, you know that thing that will turn your heart black, and then you'll spend an entire <laughs> season trying to feel like a good person again? <laughs> right. And then um, this guy says, okay, well, I'm going to give you this potion, but at a price. You have one son, Rumpelstiltskin. You have one son right now who is going to die by tomorrow unless you promise me that I can have your second child, who you currently have no plans of ever even conceiving. Like, you don't, your your wife's not pregnant. It's not like, oh, I'm already going to have a second child and I you can have it. It's, you only have one son. Tomorrow you'll have zero children. Unless you promise me I can have your second son, which you might not even have, you know, your second kid, which you might not even have. So if it were me, I would absolutely say, yeah, sure, anything to save my son who's alive now. You can have whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just won't have another kid. Because that's the absolutely only way out of the situation, unless I take a life, which I obviously I, can't do because it's honestly. murder. <laughs> It, to me, Honestly. it makes perfect sense that he would say yes. Jesse, what are your what are you your know, thoughts? I don't even think I don't even think I can discuss this because I feel like it's when you ask a friend like, okay, so you're in a burning building, you can save two people, you can save your dog, or you can save your other dog. And you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta save one of my right. dogs. And it's like a stupid question, and obviously you just grab right. both dogs. I feel like right. it's one of those things where there is no explaining it, because this is just a stupid story. Like, yeah. anything he did in that situation would be wrong, and there's no point right. for it. Like, there's no moral. There's no moral to these stories. Right. There's no, like... The only thing right. is a cause and effect that now we have something right. that... Hades has control over Rumple with, which is Belle's child, which is weird. Right. And they could have yeah. found other ways to do it. I would have rather right. had it that Rumple just did something completely think- evil that was selfish and right. went against Belle. 
and like was like oh it's for power like you know what'd be cool oh right. to leave uh the underworld i'm gonna give away my second born baby i would have yeah. been much more into that and that would have been something gross. that was selfish but... because then we could just be like oh rumple is selfish because that's what we're kind right because that's what he is get. anyway right but I think the fact that but, the show seemed to be demonizing his choice, like, I understand the argument that it's Mila's body and not his, and, like, it shouldn't be deciding her future. But also, they, first of all, if you want to have a second kid, have a second kid, and just don't give it to the guy. What's he going to do? Run away. <laughs> move someplace where he can't find you. Live with your with your two children. And don't give your second child to the guy. If that's what you want to do, if you want to have another right. kid. But there's no, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it, it's not like he was like, it's not like he offered to give the guy his second child. He was like, this is the only way you can save your current child. Okay. It just, it didn't, it seems like they were demonizing his choice and saying like it, that was a stupid and cowardly they thing were. for you to do. And to me, it made perfect sense. To me, it was like, it yeah, made perfect that's, sense of because course what no I would have done. Right. And it was yeah, stupid. he didn't have a choice unless stupid. his other his other choice was sign this contract or your son dies, your only son who just... you love and is your entire world. Like it doesn't, it just didn't make sense like... for them to use that as a way to show Rumple as a coward. Right. Which is enough. Right. I mean, and I'm all I'm aboard the Rumple as a coward train, but not in that situation. Right. And yeah, now just, we have a stupid are... plot line with Belle being pregnant. There were better ways to show your your point once upon a time yes. that that your point that Rumple is you know selfish or a coward or whatever than wait than that way. But also, I think uh, Emily. I heard that Emily DeRaven or however you say her name is actually pregnant in real life, which is why they introduced the Belle being pregnant storyline. Um, according to the recap that we read, so. So that's probably why we have this this plot um, being introduced, which I can't say I'm happy about, but I can't say but I begrudge so uh, Emily for getting pregnant. So no. there, there are ways to hide you know, it. There, there are ways so around things. it. Belle's not even in half these episodes. Yeah, she's not even, she's not even in the show right now anyway. She, we don't need to. There's no reason. <laughs> That we need to, yeah, that's a good point. We don't ever see her anyway. Why don't we just let him see She's her through his little crystal heart. ball and then see her face right. for the next nine months? Unless they have, I, you know, immediate plans to have her back in the show, or, you know. I don't think they do. I don't even, I don't even, I don't want Belle to pre be pregnant because, you know what that does? Mm -hmm. That gets Belle a more complicated relationship with Rumple. It when they tethers her together, to him. Rumple is horrible. It and further tethers her to Rumple. It truly does. Right. It, it just it gives right. her another reason to stay with him that she doesn't need. Because guess what? She already shouldn't show. be with him. There's too many babies. We're never going to see this baby. We're going to see him about three times total. And then we're going to forget that he exists. Just like all the other babies in this show. And you know what? It's just... <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about whether another child is being cared for or for, or, or if they're just this lying show... around alone in a home. <laughs> you know, 
I think I'm gonna get like a, a sound effect for when I come up with a theory, like theory time, theory time. That's that's our sound effect now. Theory time, theory time. Here's my theory. Okay. Here's my here's my thing. This show's gonna get super weird, like weirder than it is in a few seasons, and we're gonna see all these babies grown up, and they're gonna join the show as adults. And it's gonna do like a weird time. It's gonna be like thing. General Hospital, where they gonna... just age everyone up real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna go. It's gonna go like super weird, and sci-fi, and we're all gonna be no. like, what? Why is there? Why is there aliens now? Like, what's going on? Oh um, my gosh! You know when that Star Wars season comes in. So that's that's. My, I think the show's gonna get super weird. But you know. I have this thing, too, where people always say, you can't take the show seriously. you got to take it as a fantasy soap opera. But I always feel like the show isn't presented like a fantasy opera. Soap opera, it's presented as, like, a serious fantasy show, a serious uh-huh. drama. And then stuff like this happens, and I'm like, no, they're right. This is a soap opera, and i <laughs> I got to get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so hard for me because I've been watching the show for so long to adjust to the idea of it being more of like a silly soap opera than a serious yeah, fantasy I don't like show. That. Well, but it's not wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just don't. I, it, it does feel like it has a lot of elements of soap opera, and it's not really what I signed on for. Not you know, just right. not. I, now what I'm into is all the crazy drama, twists and turns, and oh my gosh, this thing, and oh my gosh, now this. Um, I just I like the I show as it, like as it this... used to be, and I feel like now it's more trying to garner uh, shock and kind yeah. of grab attention, and oh my goodness, rather than this actually is... trying to give us a good plot. Yeah, I think they're focusing more on shock factor than plot at this point. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. I... I feel like this show is treating us like horses, and it has, like, a carrot in front of us, and the carrot is the season beginning and final, where, like, the show gets really good for, like, ten minutes, like, the oh, the end of season four before the Dark One storyline, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, oh, this is gonna be so cool, and, like, they make it seem like it's gonna be, like, this epic season finale, and, like, the way they do it is like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be a cool, epic season, oh, I'm so excited for a cool season of once, and then it's like, everybody's pregnant, everybody's related to each other, drama, 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 and it's like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want so much more cool things. I want cool things. I want yeah. like, those cool fantasy elements that they add. And actually, I feel like season four might have had some more of those elements to them with the dark ones and the uh, with the uh, author storyline. I feel like we've mm-hmm. almost stepped farther away from the fantasy and storyline aspect of this show, which well, I know definitely for have. the yeah. I f- I know 4B was a mess. I know that the Ursula storyline and everything was a mess. But I remember that season finale with us going to the Enchanted Forest with Henry and stuff like that. And that felt so cool. Legit my favorite. Like my favorite episodes in season one. No joke. That was so good. I really miss that. That's what I want. That's what I want on this show all the time. Is that. That's what, that's what I signed on for when I started watching this show. That's right. what I fell in love with, and that's what I miss. 
A fantasy um, show. I wanted to watch a show that was fantasy, that was humanized by the characters, not like a human storylines that were fantasized by the surroundings. Like, yeah. I don't want to see soap opera with a fantasy setting. Right. I want to see a fantasy with the humanized characters that bring us back to reality. Another thing that happens in this episode, so I remember last episode we had um, Regina and Cruella, was that? No, we had Cruella and Henry have mm-hmm. have an interaction. Well, this episode, because Cruella is re-meeting everybody character by character, uh, she's in, she has a little a little meeting with Regina. Um, <laughs> like in a which she, walk. Yeah, she just tries to, like, scuttle right past her unnoticed, <laughs> and it just doesn't work. Um, but they, uh, I think they begin with, you know, the pleasantries. Regina compliments her new fur, and she says, I'm not saying it's Bambi's iconic dead mother, <laughs> and I'm not saying so it's, it's not. not. <laughs> I love Cruella. Cruella's I really great, love yeah. her. No, she brings some humor to the show. To the show. Like... Did you hear that? We both said the exact same thing Uh, at the same time. Jesse, jinx. Jinx Jinx again. again. Yes. Thank you so much. Anyway. Okay, so they have a little conversation about what's it about, Jesse? Because I don't remember. (laughs) It's, oh, because Regina's like, I want to find a person. And Cruella's like, oh, who? Why don't you just use your magic? And Regina's like... And she says, oh. I don't have it. Mm, well. And Carilla's like, ooh, somebody's having issues. Uh, yeah. And then we find out about the whole Daniel thing, which you cried right. at. Right. She find out... Yeah. So what happens is Carilla tells Regina that um, there's, like, a system to the headstone. So if the headstone's knocked over, that means the soul has left the underworld to go to a better place. If it's still scanning, the soul is still there. And if it's cracked, that means that they go to the bad place. Um, so Regina is curious about a certain person. His name is Daniel. You may remember him from Regina's past. Um, she was concerned about Daniel and whether he was in the underworld or whether he was happy. Um, and so she sort of drags Cruella. She makes her, her take her there. Um, to find uh, to find Daniel's grave, and it turns out that it's been knocked over. So Daniel is happy, and he's safe, and he's doing well, and he's not in the underworld. So she can't see him, but she knows that he's happy, and she has a sort of tearful goodbye and says, like, that she can move on now. Uh, and it was very sad and happy at the same time. And also, I maybe cried. It's fine. It's whatever. It's Regina. What do you want from me? Damn, Daniel, back at it again with your original scenes. (laughs) I've never heard of that meme until, like, last week. Okay, I had never heard of that before. And my cousin, who I'm staying with right now, because I'm in, um, for those of you who don't know, I work at Disney World. I'm seasonal, so I come and go. I usually come for a couple weeks or months in the summer, but I'm here a little early this year. I'm staying with my cousin. And she has been saying this, God bless you, ever since I got down here. She's been making that reference, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, and she finally made me watch it. So she's going to be really excited that you just made that reference. I don't have to tell her. You know, talking about out-of-date old things like that meme, Uh um, we have Rumpel (laughs) pushing Mila. (laughs) We have Rumpel pushing Mila into the 
purgatory-like because Hades is like, oh, if you, you killed Mila, I'll, uh, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. And Rumpus right, like, okay, pff, I don't got a soul. So he he uh, he kills Mila because Mila sees Hades, and mm-hmm. I, I don't like Mila. I, I, you know, she's not, she's not nice. I don't like Mila I mean, either, but I don't, yeah. yeah. I'm also just like, Rumple. <sighs> yeah. Really? You're going to do this now? Also, Mila had a really cute, nice scene with Emma, mm-hmm. where Emma's like, yeah. oh, I saw Neil. He was fine. Yeah, and she was like, thank you. You know, she, she obviously, she obviously regrets what she did, and she, mm-hmm. she loves her son, and feels bad for what she did. I don't like Mila Ealer, but I also don't think that she deserves right. what she got. And I don't like Rumpel, and I don't... I, I, Rumpel makes bad choices. 98% of the time. 99.5% yeah. of the time. And don't you try to make me feel bad for him show, showing his face when they're talking about Neil and be like, oh, yeah, he's looking for when, Neil. No. Yeah. No. And, and, and then near the end when he said, I don't I don't like, yeah, I didn't like what I did, and I, I am not happy about it, or whatever he said. I'm like, really? I mean, is he showing remorse? Am I supposed to believe this? Um, like, what, what's happening? He has never regretted, you know, he's never, what, why now? <laughs> why now does he feel bad? Why am I meant to, like, why are you trying to make me feel feel sympathy for him after everything that he's done and like why does he now is he, is he deciding like oh I didn't like killing Mila why not he didn't mind killing anyone else in the past right you made the choice to kill Mila you didn't have to do it it just doesn't it doesn't I don't know I don't I don't know what they're what they're doing here it's just too much flip flopping it's just like if yeah you make him bad just make him bad mm-hmm. I know I know he's been here the entire time, and I know he's a beloved character, but you know, I, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I was having a conversation about this with my dad, and I was sort of saying, like, okay, maybe a controversial statement that I'm about to make. Mm, so I'm sorry to anyone who is offended by my statement. But um, I, w- I feel like either Rumple or Belle needs to die. <laughs> if... Bell were to die, I feel like that might be the one and only thing that could really drive Rumple so far over the edge that he would be like, I can't do this anymore. I need to, I need to stop because like I'm, I'm losing everything in the world that matters to me. And maybe that would, maybe that would be the only thing that could, because obviously her, like having her and marrying her and being with her wasn't enough. His son wasn't enough. You know, like nothing was ever really enough for him, but maybe, like, losing his one last thing that he cared about would be enough to turn him back into, like, a good person. Dying and coming back as a clean slate wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? Or if Rumpel died, then Belle wouldn't have to worry about, you know, this lying, conniving husband anymore. Wouldn't have to worry about, you know, going back and forth about, should I be with him, should I not? And then even when she gets back together with him, he's still lying to her and mistreating her and all this stuff, and she wouldn't have to worry about oh, well, I have a kid with him, so, you know, what's going to happen then? Do I have to stay with him? And all this stuff. Like, she could just fully move on from him and become her own person and have her own life again. I, not that I, I definitely I, you know, think that Rumpel needs to die. I, 
I feel like I wouldn't... Bell... I'm starting to get, like, much less attached to the Bell the more and more they don't yeah, give because her a character. She, she's yeah, she's losing about. her personality, and we, yeah. you know, we don't... We, they're, they're not letting us care about her that much anymore. No. I still um, love her, but, like, I don't feel like I know her anymore. Right. <laughs> don't know who you are anymore. But with Rumpel, I think Rumpel definitely needs to die, which makes me sad because I do, I do like Rupert Carlyle. But Roger. he's been pushed around. <laughs> Robert Carlyle. No, I said it You right. like him a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, yeah, so you like him, man. Yeah. What else are we going to do with this character? He's already had, like, two clean slates. There's nothing else that can happen. Because you know what? Neil died, and that was supposed to be his, like, thing that made him change. Right. It really, it seemed like he was going to, like, went to Neil's grave, and he said, like, I'm going to be better for you and all this stuff, and we really believed him. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Should have known better. So. So, yeah. I so that was... Um, okay. But yeah, so I'm just saying, though, that I I did suggest a few times that Hook should die, because I thought it would make the show more interesting, and I'm getting tired of their relationship, and he did. And it didn't stop anything. Speaking yeah. of which, so dead Hook, <laughs> and, and uh, Alive Emma. Oh, so eight. sweet, though. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was yeah. cute. They met each other, they're happy, uh, they got mm-hmm. they got Hook out of there, and, you know, eases my anxiety a little bit, because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Hook's not in this situation anymore. Also, it's kind of like, right. uh, you know, I didn't want to hold on to that for the entire season. Right. Uh, and so then nice. Rumpel claims to, you know, he, he helps them, but then he lies about the whole Mila thing, and they believe him because they don't learn their right. lessons in this show. And then, um... Oh, Mila tripped over this log! That log. No she she fell in, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, poof. Oh, there's a log. Um, I did like the uh, haunted mansion water. Haunted mansion water? With all the ghosts going through it, the purgatory ghosts. Oh, and yeah. And I was just like, all I had in my head was like, well, there could be dark fake in the tomb, so it's quick. Yes. You yelled um, at me in this episode too because when Rumple was over the pot throwing all the uh, like the eyeball every stuff, time, Jesse. It's literally every time. I, I, started I don't whispering. know if you notice this. It's your go-to. Every time you see somebody do a spell, you do the the Ursula song. Every time. Okay. Okay. I have it's, a. <laughs> that's what should be on your tombstone. It's just that. <laughs> I have an actual, an actual like plot thing I want to talk about though with Hades. Okay. So do you have anything else about? Maybe we'll finish off with that. Do you have anything else about this episode you want to talk about? Um. Yeah, I think there was. I think we we need to address the um, the whole Emma, Regina, and Snow being oh, right. having to stay in story in <laughs> the underworld thing. Again. Yeah, I think we we do need to address that. So. Um, since Hook decided at the beginning of the episode that he was not going to choose which of his friends were going to have to stay in the underworld, Hades did the choosing for him, and to the surprise of absolutely nobody, it is our three main females. So it's Regina, Emma, and Snow, which is why now uh, Emma is able to use her, or Regina, whoever, is able to use their magic in the underworld 
because now that's actually their place where they are meant to reside forever. Um, which they're not going to, obviously. Hey, yes. What's the horse doing here? Uh-oh. Oh, 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 the horse! Oh, the horse! Okay, no, it's coming back to me. Oh, no. I said a moment of yes. pure terror, because you, the look on your face was just like, your face went white, and you're like, oh, what is she talking about, the horse? No, I thought you were trying to make a, jo- a joke. I, I honestly thought, when you said, what's this horse doing here, I thought there was going to be a punchline. I no. thought you were going to make a joke, but no, now I... That punchline no, is this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse! <laughs> she didn't mean it, guys. I actually really like this episode. But I, I really did. Um, I feel maybe, like I should maybe be covering their thoughts. ears. Be like, she didn't mean it. She's just angry. Um, yeah. So there was <laughs> ghost horse. Which was like Daniel's spirit or something. Anyways. Well, uh, I, it might have just been the spirit of her old horse. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she loved that horse. <laughs> so I just bring that up because that was connected. And then she, when she realized her magic, where she's like, I brought the horse back to life. It was tired and sleeping, but I brought it back. That was a very weird scene. Can we yeah. just all, all agree that was a weird scene? Um, so yeah, I just thought I would bring the horse up before mm-hmm. you get to exactly the end of the episode. Okay, so let's get to the end of the episode. What You seemed very, very excited to, to get into it. So. Oh. Oh, yeah. Can, well, first, we, just one more thing about the tombstones. Um, oh, I okay. like how they picked our three main female characters, so I feel no sense of worry about this. Because yeah, they're not exactly. going to kill them off. <laughs> right, which is, which is what I was saying. Like, nobody, it doesn't matter now. Now that, now that it's the, the, the three of them who have been chosen to stay, it doesn't matter anymore because there's no... Concern. I don't think anybody has any concern that any of them are going to be staying in the other world. Right. There's, there's no way that any of our any any of our three main characters are going to end up off of the show. So nobody's worried now. All of the um, the mystery and excitement and fear and uh, um, you know the suspense is just gone now, <laughs> which is fine. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, there's probably no way that they could have really done suspense, because what's at stake? They're going to die? They're already in the, in the world. Okay, so, actually, interesting thing. Here, here's something that hit me about this episode that we didn't get on. So, when they are going to find the portal to the underworld thing, it's on, under Emma's house, and I'm, sh- I'm not sure if this was this episode or last episode, but they're like, Hades, why did you make the town look like Storybrooke? And he's like, never mind all that. Like, that's my own business. Uh, we have, you know, it under Emma's house and stuff like that. It's like, I'm really curious now. It's, you know, like, it's like a little thing, but I'm curious. What, what is Hades' deal with this town? Like, what is this deal? That's what's happening here. Because something's happening. Hades has, like, a weird interest in all of this. Is he somebody's father? Probably. But it could be something uh, else. No. <laughs> no, but you He's know what Hercules' I mean? uncle. Yeah, that's true. Um... But you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, that might be a I plot mean, point that we're coming up to. That's a good point, because didn't, I think maybe it was Regina in, um, like, the last episode who said, well, it's the, you know, the darkest curse that made Storybrooke, so it makes sense that, you know, that place, that that curse probably came from 
somewhere like the underworld. So saying that like Storybrooke looks like the underworld and not, you know, not the other way around. Not that the underworld looks like Storybrooke, but that Storybrooke was modeled after the underworld because that was like the darkest of all dark curses Mm -hmm. um, that created Storybrooke. But uh, I don't know if that was ever confirmed. I think that was maybe her theory, right? Yeah. Because Hades said something um, like, you know, don't, don't, you know, I got my reasons for making this look like Storybrooke. Right. Okay, so. Now, I'm about to sound like a complete idiot, but is this going to be, is Hades' whole thing going to be about his his wife in the mythology? And I say that I'm going to sound Persephone? like an idiot. Yeah, see, because I was reading her name, and I was like, Persephone? Oh, no, Persephone is how you say it. I got you. No. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I was trying to save you from pronouncing yeah. it wrong, but you still, you still went ahead and did it. So you can only um, blame yourself for that one. <laughs> no, because before we started this episode, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> uh, so do you think it's going to be about Persephone? Uh, it it's possible that she will come into here at some point, although I don't know if they're really trying to reach for Greek mythology as um, another element to take on in the show. The reason that we have Hades and Hercules and Meg are because we have the movie Hercules. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Persephone was never in Hercules, and I don't think, I don't know if they're going to start uh, bringing on elements of like other. I mean, I guess they do have non-Disney movie but fairy tale I, characters I, I in the show's thing. canon. So, okay, what's your thing? There's a short by Disney about Uh-oh. Hades and Persephone. Is there really? Yes. <gasps> wait, well, what? Wait, like, what? Where did you find this? How did you know? Have you seen it? I I've seen. It's called uh, the Goddess of Spring, and it is Disney. What? It's from 1934. Oh it's on gosh. YouTube. I'm looking this up. This is Look great. at the goddess of spring. This is a true, this is a real thing. Oh, it's Silly Symphonies? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In that case, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, it's a possibility for sure. I, um, I'm just saying, uh, because it is a Disney thing, so... It would not be out of the realm of possibilities that they might include this. Do you think Hades is Lily's father? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. That's totally going to be what it is. You're joking. You're making a funny joke. That's totally going to be what it is. Oh, my God. And she's part dragon because she's got evil in her. <laughs> so, uh, um, was Maleficent? Hmm. Uh, uh. She had the dark curse before Regina had it. Remember, because Regina oh, went to her shut, asking for it. Shut your mouth! <laughs> shut your mouth! I, my brain is rotting on the floor right now. <laughs> So, I think Jesse needs a couple minutes to recover. I, I honestly, that's so stupid. That's totally going to be what it is. So, you heard it here first, folks. 
you gotta write that theory out. You gotta you gotta call that because that's totally gonna be I, what it is. I just did. I called it in this podcast, which is going to be published on the internet. That's for everyone to hear. Although I don't <laughs> although it was also just a joke theory. I don't, I honestly though, like now that you keep talking and keep saying things, like the fact is we're supposed to be finding out who Lily's dad is. They don't talk about it for half a season to you know, get us like off off the idea to keep these characters away for half a season so we wouldn't be thinking about it. And then we introduce this. Because Hades has to have a reason. And it's once upon a time. So that reason's gonna be related to love. And it's gonna be, you know, it's either love apparent or love of <laughs> Do you wanna do you wanna repeat for me what that reason's gonna be related to? It's for love. <laughs> the way you said it, like you were just you can't take it seriously anymore. I can't. And again, we have a Disney short, which is referencing it, and I'm sure the show would love to reference an old one. Um, we, and you're right, this is a plot string that they said they were going to wrap up. They left it really empty, like, and then, you know, they're trying to say, oh, don't look at this plot, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. They're just, they're just redirect. it's just redirection, they're redirecting your, your focus onto Hades, so that you don't think that we're finding Lily's father, and then BAM! You've been staring at him all season. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your life, Jesse. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at CineApples. O-U-A-T. That's C-I-N-N-A-P-P-L-E-S-O-U-A-T. You can email us about your thoughts on this theory at cinnamonandpoisonapples at gmail.com. Okay. Good night, guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Bye. Bye.